Welcome to Daily Shots, your daily dose of the Word of God, from the Verbum Dei Catholic Missionary Family. If you Good morning, this is Miguel Reyes talking from Belize. Today's Gospel reading is taken from Matthew chapter 26, verses 17 to 30. One of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that time on he looked for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples approached Jesus and said, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, My appointed time draws near. In your house I shall celebrate the Passover with my disciples. The disciples did as Jesus had ordered and prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Deeply distressed at this, they began to say to him one after another, Surely it is not I, Lord. He said in reply, He who has dipped his hand into a dish with me is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes, as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. Then Judas, his betrayer, said in reply, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. He answered, You have said so. Today's reading consists of one of the passages we're probably most familiar with. And this happens before Jesus is betrayed. And we see that Jesus is aware that he will be betrayed and by whom he will be betrayed. And that this is not something that he can simply decide not to go through with. But it is a necessary series of events that must unfold in order to fulfill the will of God and his mission on earth. I find it quite interesting the way that Matthew describes this event, especially when compared to the way John spoke about this in yesterday's reading. Where John recounts that only Peter asked Jesus who it was, Matthew makes mention that each of the disciples asked Jesus one after another, surely it is not I, Lord. I place myself in the shoes of the disciples as I'm sure many of us have done when reading the gospel. And I wonder how I would have felt if I were told that one of us, probably even myself, would be denying Jesus or even betraying him. Because at the end of the day, all of the disciples failed to stay by Jesus' side, whether it was by Peter denying him three times or Judas betraying him, or to other disciples who later on in verse 56 of this chapter we learn that they deserted Jesus and ran away. So I am left to wonder how I would digest the events that were unfolding. The way this passage is written, I think, is such that it shows the immense love God has for us. That is reflected through the love that Jesus expresses towards his disciples. This is because far from scolding his disciples for what he was aware that they were going to do, 
he decided to celebrate the Passover with his friends, whom he loved. He decided to show them, even if they didn't understand at the time, that his love is greater than any betrayal they could commit. Today, we see Judas already fixated on betraying Jesus, and Jesus who already knew what Judas was planning. That despite all of that, Jesus did not exclude Judas or scolded him or was weary of him in any way. Jesus did not approve of Judas' betrayal, he condemned it, but he did not condemn Judas himself as a person. Even the comment that Jesus is making, Woe to the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed, it would be better for that man if he had never been born, is not, in my opinion, a threat of any kind, but more of a cry of sympathy, because Jesus understands the pain and suffering that will plague Judas as a result of his actions. Not long ago, at work, we had a salesman who was actually very good at his job and had been working there for over five years probably. He was known for having a short temper and often made himself the victim whenever he was confronted about something. Despite those flaws of character, he was a good worker and when he was not in a foul mood, he would get along well with the other employees. Almost a full year ago, it was discovered that he was stealing money from the company, and the sales, accounting, and human resources managers met with him and confronted him, and he admitted to having stolen the amount which was discovered, plus he admitted to have stolen some more which hadn't been found as yet. He was fired, as one might have expected. A few months later, the company had not found a replacement for him and was in need for someone to take over his route. So they decided to give the man a second chance with the promise that he wouldn't steal again and that he would continue repaying what he had stolen. About two months after he was rehired, the accounting department found discrepancies in his books once more. When confronted about this, he admitted to, have, to having stolen the money. And his defense was that although it was a significant amount, it was less than what he had stolen before. As one can expect from the situation, he was fired on the spot once again. I had known that person from before he had that job, and I met his children, and we spent evenings together with their families, and many other events that made me think that I knew who this person was. I was left conflicted. On the one hand, that person stole money, not once, but twice, and he should be made responsible for that and repay what he stole. On the other hand, I know that there must be some tolerance for anything and everything, right? Like, we cannot condemn every single little sin that someone does. In today's reading, Jesus condemns the sin, but not the sinner. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world, so that they may be forgiven, including those sins committed by Judas. I'd like to believe that Although I cannot love as much as Jesus did, my conclusion to this dilemma was inspired by Jesus' resolve, where I will never trust a person with money again, but I will not look down on him as anything less than a friend. God forgives us freely, but this does not mean that we can commit all the sins we want because we will always be forgiven. God is amazing and filled with so much love that we cannot begin to understand how much we are actually loved. And that's why I'm sure that if Judas would have asked for forgiveness, then Jesus would have forgiven him, and he wouldn't have had to end up killing himself. Quite often we are quick to jump to conclusions and judge others on the incomplete information that we have, 
and we condemn them without knowing much. However, as Pope Benedict XVI said, it is not up to us to judge Judas, substituting ourselves for the infinitely merciful and just God. For a moment of self-reflection during this Holy Week, I'd like to ask you to reserve some moments to become aware of the unbelievable gratuity of God's love for us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <laughs>